Welcome in the name of our incomparable Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and in today's broadcast, our regular listeners will note a change in our program style, and it's one that we are very excited about. Instead of our back-and-forth conversational study format, now we are going to share the teaching sermons that my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, delivers recorded directly from our Sunday services. We pray that you will enjoy the program's new format even more and that the studies will provide an even richer blessing as together we study God's holy scriptures. So now, let's join Pastor Greg as he ministers the word in our continuing study on the source and nature of authority. In our last study, we looked at Numbers chapter 11 about the 70 elders on whom the Spirit of God fell. They prophesied, although we're told they never did so again, and they too died in the desert. Also, Eldad and Medad, the two who were the, on the list of elders, but who did not go to the tent of meeting with the other, others of the 70, yet the Spirit also rested upon them, and they prophesied right in the midst of the camp. And we notice, first of all, that when the Spirit rests upon the individual, there's a sign, there's a miracle. In this case, these men prophesied. And we start to see from this an interesting point about the working of the Holy Spirit's anointing. But before we examine this, we should remember the response of Moses to Joshua's concern that Eldad and Medad, who had not come to the tent of meeting, were also prophesying. Joshua in uh, Numbers chapter 11, verse 28 said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. And look at Moses' response in verse 29. Then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. That all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And we concluded last time by saying that this is the true characteristic of heavenly authority. The reason God chooses and anoints special people with authority is so that they lead others into a like, sweet relationship like they have, directly with God and not to make followers of themselves. Moses doesn't cherish the hierarchy at Sinai. Remember we saw on the Mount of Sinai, you had Moses going up the top of the mountain and into the midst of the cloud. And a little further down, there was Joshua. And if you go much further down on the mountain, you had Aaron and his sons and the 70 elders. And then you go outside the boundaries and all the way at the camp are the people. And the people can't approach God. And the people are afraid to approach God. And Moses has to be this intermediary. And Moses doesn't cherish this position. He doesn't long for a clergy-laity distinction. In his heart, he wants all the people of the Lord anointed with God's Spirit the spirit upon them, the ability to prophesy, the ability to be in direct contact with their God. So we concluded last time 
that authority then continues and must be recognized for some very practical and specific purposes. However, it is not to make some spiritual distinction, nor to say that some are meant to be in a closer relationship and walk with God. True heavenly authority has just the opposite attitude. Those who are truly God's leaders will bring the people into that way where the people will be led and guided directly by God's word and by his spirit. That's true heavenly authority. And this is fulfilled in the New Testament covenant. If you take a moment and look in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26, this lack of distinction is proclaimed. Paul writes, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yet there is an authority structure in the New Testament church, as Paul clearly gives us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in 1 Timothy and Titus. And Lord willing, we'll get to that authority structure that the Lord sets up in his church. But I think Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 sums it up well. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. These offices, these positions of authority are given to equip the saints, to edify the body, that we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's the purpose of true heavenly authority, that you bring others into a direct relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what heavenly authority is all about. It's authority given by God to build a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, as the Lord told Moses in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 6. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, he says of the New Testament church, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Every believer, every true believer, all believers are part of this house, these living stones, this holy priesthood to be priests unto God. Remember, a priest was one who stands who stands before God. We are meant to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a priesthood not according to organization 
or institution or some type of religious system as the Levitical priesthood, but rather a priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. In Revelation 5, we read of a new song. Not the old song, but a new song. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9, we read, They sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made them kings and priests to our God and they shall reign on the earth. Not just one nation, not just descendants of one man Aaron, but from every tribe and tongue and people and nation, a priesthood in the order of Melchizedek as we follow the only high priest there is, Messiah Jesus. This is the new song. No other person, not Moses, not Aaron, no minister, no priest, no other religious leader can stand between you and God. Only the one mediator, our high priest, Christ Jesus. And we become priests to God through him. Each must be consecrated in his or her own heart. Each must have the fire of the Holy Spirit burn out what's wrong inside. Each must stand, must stand before his or her God. Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. You remember that shofar that we studied several meetings back, the shofar, the ram's horn, the mercy trump that sounded from heaven at Sinai and it called the people to consecrate themselves and to approach the mountain. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, Paul says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. No one can go before you to God for you. You have to go to him yourself. True authority tells people, leads people, guides people to go directly to the Lord themselves. Moses had that heart. He wanted all the people to have the spirit, all the people to prophesy. That's why God could choose him. That's why God could call him. He did not relish being in a position of authority. He did not want to be the high honcho that stood between them and God. He desired they all would be in the same position as he himself. The new covenant fulfills this. When that trumpet blows, it's the mercy trump of God. And we all can go up that mountain. We all can go to the Lord Jesus if we have made him our Lord. We hope you enjoyed being part of our Sunday service family and that the Bible study today has helped you in your walk with the Lord. When you have a radio broadcast, you never know who's out there listening. So it would be encouraging to hear from our listeners, and we look forward to receiving your questions and comments. And if you have been blessed by our program, 
may I also ask you to prayerfully consider financially supporting the radio ministry of Shir Jashub. All correspondence and donations should be sent to Shir Jashub, and that's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Again, that address is Shi'ar Jashub, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jashub is a Christian ministry dedicated to sending forth the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ and witnessing His salvation message to a generation at risk. We would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Our services include praise and worship, Bible study, and the Lord's Supper. Directions to our church are take I-95 to exit 61 in Madison, go south to Route 1, and turn right onto Route 1. At the next light, turn right again, and you will be facing the Madison Memorial Town Hall, which is a yellow brick and white building. In our next broadcast, Pastor Greg will be continuing the study on heavenly authority, and he will begin to draw the distinction between the man of God and the prophet of God. So please be with us for our next broadcast of A Remnant Shall Return, which in Hebrew is Shi'ar Jashub.